Okay. It says I am live. So here I am. Um, hi, this is the Saucer Life 2022 preview and a little bit of 2021 year in review and a special treat later on. Um, a very small treat thanks to a, uh, a listener who gave me, uh, gave me a heads up that this particular thing existed. So what are we doing here? Okay. 2021 was a pretty big year for the show. We went to a Bigfoot convention in what was sort of a sort of trial pilot episode for what would become Great Lakes Lore, uh, our second Chizo podcast that is out there. We did a full cast audio drama for the holiday special. We pretty much put out episodes weekly. Sneak preview. I'm not sure schedule-wise I'm going to be able to pull that off entirely in 2022. But um, even though the, you know, I don't know, some of those Saucer Afterlife episodes got a little long sometimes. Anyway, big stuff coming up in 2022, um, including a, a lot of topics that people have been asking for for a while now. Sip of, uh, sip of beer for the working podcaster. It's... Um, a creme brulee nitro stout from Southern Tier Brewing somewhere in New York. So, some topics coming up in 2022 that people have been asking for for, um, for a while. So, let's see what we're going to have. And I'm not saying when in 2022 these topics might come about, but they will be coming about in 2022, I will tell you now, we are going to be doing the Gulf Breeze 6. Not the Gulf Breeze sightings, necessarily. They're boring and fake. But the Gulf Breeze 6. If you know about that, then you know. It is a weird, weird story. And um, apart from Roswell, I think it's probably one of the most... Requ Actually, Almost none of my listeners have ever requested I do a Roswell episode because they know me better than that. But um, yeah, so we're going to be doing the Gulf Breeze 6. We are going to be doing an episode on Bill Moore's speech to the 1989 MUFON convention in Las Vegas, or conference, not convention conference convention that uh, where he basically said, yeah, the government is, is running disinformation ploys against ufologists and using some of you and I was their tool and, you know, sorry, Paul Benowitz and, uh, and well, maybe not so much sorry, but um, yeah, so Bill Moore's, uh, Bill Moore's MUFON talk from 89 is going to be part of things. We're going to be looking at, I believe, this is, this is on my list, we're going to be looking at a ufologist that doesn't really get a lot of talk these days, although he was he was a name in flying saucer circles back in the day, and also, and I'm trying to look at the camera, not the screen, and also a name in the comics uh, industry, and that is Otto Binder, author of the book Flying Saucers Are Watching Us, as well as some other stuff, and, and this is this is the most um, low key cover I've ever seen. Although I do like the typography, it's kind of fun. Another thing we're going to be doing, and, and this, is, uh, this is a topic that is uh, sort of near and dear to my heart, um, and we've sort of touched on it at various times. We've talked about George Hunt Williamson, who was a, a sort of um, 
associate of this person at some point. We've talked about him. We've talked about uh, some other sort of mysticism aspects of things over the years. And um, that is, sorry, looking over here, that is William Dudley Pelly. This is his biography, which I read years and years ago. And um, and it's, uh, we got a comment from, oh, from the saucer wife. She says, Bender, who is different than Bender. You might be thinking of Al Bender, Al Bender, but Otto Bender's a different guy. And I'm, I'm not going to get those two words completely confused. But um, yes, Bender. So... William Dudley Pelly. This is uh, A Life in Right-Wing Extremism and the Occult. I read this biography years ago when it first came out. I finally got my own copy. Um, and uh, he, he does have fun pants, Sam. These are these are fascist pants. Those are – or horse-riding pants. Uh, fascist horse-riding pants. Um, he, ran, he, he ran an organization called the Silver Shirts in the 1930s, sort of the – premier American fascist organization during uh, that time when fascism was was sadly popular. I was going to say at its most popular. I don't know if I can say that. Um, who knows? But um, hopefully it never gets more popular than it was in the 30s. So, and then he, he's you know, put in prison for sedition during World War II. And then when he gets out, he can't be involved in political stuff anymore. And he'd always been very into the spiritual side of things. And he transitions into melding his spiritualist views with flying saucers. So we're going to be – that's a very rough thumbnail sketch. So we're going to be looking at William Dudley Pelly. We're also going to be looking at um, a contactee – or sorry, abductee rather. And uh, if you remember – oh gosh, this was two years ago now. We, we talked about Leah Haley. And her experiences, and that sort of segued into some alternative explanations for abductions, maybe more human-based than alien-based. But we're going to look at um, the works and experiences of the late Carla Turner, who um, is actually a figure – I can't ever figure out how to aim these um, – Carla Turner, who has is actually a person who was um, – it's been requested by various listeners at various times. Very interesting story. Yes, Seto's uh, New Friends, Laura says. Yeah, Leah Haley's children's book, Seto's New Friends. I still say that is not a creepy book if you take the artwork out of it. it, it the artwork makes it creepy. The story is not that bad. So we've got some Carla Turner. And speaking of military abductions, um, another Another new uh, new episode topic, and this is going to be early on, uh, January or February, is going to be about Helmut 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 Lammers Helmut and Marion Lammers book, Milabs, Military Mind Control and Alien Abduction, which was a gift from a listener, Mark in the UK. This is a very difficult book to get a hold of. He said, "I'll I, I can get the book to you if you do an episode on it." And I am. So, Milabs, Military Abduction Mind Control. Um, Sam has a question. Are all abductees contactees? But all contactees are not necessarily abductees. That is a, that is a good question. I would say the, the difference is that they are both individuals that have had extra ter, extraterrestrial contact. 
Um, abductees have a more, there's a more negative connotation, a more forceful connotation, abduction, things like that. Usually abductees are abducted by abductors who are not abductors that are, those are muscles, but abductors that are non-humanoid. You got the little gray guys or praying mantis guys or, or weird guys and contactees usually meet space brothers and space sisters. And usually abductees, there's a, there are medical overtones. There are examination overtones. Contactees have more of a, a message that they are going to give. I think the two things overlap Nobody can see my hands overlap or interlace quite nicely, um, but you know it, it's it's one of those uh, semantic things where everybody sort of takes for granted that we know what abductees versus contactees are. Daniel says sixty bucks for a pamphlet sized book. Yeah, the Lammer book is um, horrifically expensive, and I'm very grateful to the listener who donated this. We've gotten some things from listeners um, in the last couple months that are that are pretty cool um i put up on uh on social media got um christmas cake as in our um Kaldas episode a christmas cake um straight from europe this is tesco's finest which apparently tesco's is a supermarket chain i believe from watching british sitcoms and um i think the plan is on january 6th epiphany the last day of christmas um the saucer wife and I are going to try the Christmas cake for you live or maybe pre-recorded, but it will be, it will be broadcast. And also, uh, another listener sent this. It's a little, little craft thing. I'll put it right, right over my face. Uh, it'll do the most good. Keep watching the skies, little sort of, I don't know if this is cross stitch or, or some sort of embroidery thing. Um, it's, it's one kind of cloth sewn onto another kind of cloth, which is about the extent of my knowledge of such things. Um, other episode topics, possible episode topics. Um, got these books. These are from a guy named Fred Steckling. We discovered alien bases on the moon. And we discovered alien bases on the moon Two. I love how they're the exact same cover. I love how in on volume two, this is not a label. This is just how the cover was done. Um, just this white box with Fred Steckling unevenly put on there. Fred Steckling was a, uh, a supporter of George Adamski and uh, George Adamski, the George Adamski Foundation was a supporter of him over the years. So, um, yeah, that should be uh, that should be should be interesting. Um, other things going. Whoa! Almost knocked my beer over. Um, I haven't talked to people really. How are you all? I hope you're all fine. Hope you had a good um, end of the year. So um, some other things. I've got some screenshots, and I'm going to to reveal here. Um, I'm going to reveal the first topic that we are covering when the saucer life returns on January 14th. That's our return. And then the following Monday on the 17th, 17th. Yeah. 17th. Uh, great lakes lore. will be back for it's, uh, it's winter run of episodes as well. But we on the saucer life are going to be looking at George Adamski's cosmic philosophy. He had an entire workbook of his cosmic philosophy that would be, sort of used in study groups in the Get Acquainted program that had branches all over 
all over the world, which is pretty amazing. And one of those branches was in Japan. And in our episode about Japanese contactees and Malaysian monsters, um, we, we looked at the newsletter of the Georgia Damsky Get Acquainted um, organization. And one of those stories that we didn't cover in there because it's massive, we're going to start, we're going to be covering throughout the year, dipping in and out at various times. And that is, I'll make this bigger, um, the story of um, a contactee, a young man, a young Japanese man who visited other planets. And his story was recorded in the Get Acquainted program Japan newsletter by um, Hachiro Kubota, who I think was the man who ran the entire um, George Adamski Get Acquainted program Japan thing. So we're going to be looking at cosmic philosophy. We're going to be, uh, we're going to be looking at um, at that, we're also um, we're also let me make myself bigger here. We're also going to have some zine scene episodes, and one of them in particular is going to look at four issues. Make this a little bigger here. Four issues of something called the Alien Digest that came out back in uh, back in the early 1990s by someone named Creston, and he had a real name too, but. Um, I'm not going to reveal that now, but we have MJ-12 and the Greys, Good Aliens Helping U.S., question mark, Common Abduction and Medical Exam Procedures. There's no more early 90s um, thing out there than this, I believe. And we are also going to be looking at, I believe, I, I think I'm going to take the plunge on this. It is the... Oh, let me see. Let me do some, uh, let me do some math here. It's 2022, and this was... 1997. It is the 25th anniversary of the Hale Bop Heaven's Gate thing. It's the 25th anniversary of Heaven's Gate this year, isn't it? So yes, we're going to be looking at Courtney Brown's remote viewing of the supposed object behind the Hale Bop comet and the controversy that flurried and fluttered around that and um, and the uh, the. the Heaven's Gate sort of, I think Heaven, we might do Heaven's Gate too. We might do sort of a multi-part Heaven's Gate and then Courtney Brown thing for the 25th anniversary. Actually, I think that sounds, uh, sounds like a pretty, like a pretty great idea. So those are some things we've got, uh, we've got coming up this year. I, I did have, I think I had a year's worth of topics written out and I'm not sure, um, if I still do, uh, on, on the, on the, this is embarrassing for me to say. On the other show, um, having somebody else to work with helps keep me a little more organized sometimes. But um, yeah, we mentioned cosmic philosophy. I've got some ideas here. Cosmic philosophy, George Damsky's book. Um, we're going to do the Millabs. We're going to do the Japanese contactee, Shoichi Harakawa. We're going to do William Dudley Pelly. We've got some zine scene. We've got Bill Moore at MUFON. I am going to... Right now, the plan is to look at Serpo, the Serpo thing. Um, maybe just the Serpo releases themselves as a narrative story rather than the entire Serpo controversy because... Um, Jessup. Morris K. Morris K. Jessup? Was that his name? I think so. Uh, yeah, Morris K. Jessup. Uh, we're going to be looking at some of the research done by... Um, a guy named who called himself Branton. Yes, Branton. Um, 
Yeah, Brandon. If you've read Adam Gorightly's book, um, Saucers, Spooks, and Kooks, uh, you may have had uh, had some uh, some Branton in your life. Uh, Paul Kimball, a good friend of the show and good friend of mine, says he's jealous of the inside of my TARDIS. Yes, yes, they have let me get away with redecorating the console room here, which is which is pretty nice. And Serpo is one hundred ten percent real. He says it is absolutely a real thing that exists. I I cannot doubt that. Um, yeah, Golf Breeze Six. We're going to be looking at. Um, Kimball needs an Ed Komarek episode. Oh boy, that's tempting. That is, te- I did buy his book, um, which is to say he was giving it away free on Amazon. So, I do own, uh, I do own his uh, his book. Oh, oh, that's another another big story we're going to do that I can't believe we haven't done before. We are going to do the Cash Landrum event from uh, Texas in uh, in in the early early nineteen eighty. I think I. I I teach history for a living, but I am terrible with dates because you can just look that stuff up, right? Um, so yeah, Cash Landrum. Um, I was, you know, I was planning on at some point doing a um, a Woodbridge um, left at Eastgate thing, um, but I think it's almost new. Um, new. Uh, it's almost too complicated at this point. Daniel says, Branton messaged hundreds of people on Twitter in the past year to check out his Angel Fire site. Oh, my goodness. Um, Angel Fire still exists. I found that out the other day, that Angel Fire still exists, which is amazing. Um, and I'm going to have to check out Branton's Angel Fire site. Uh, Sherry Schreiner always linked to a bunch of Branton stuff, which... I thought was actually pretty appropriate, really. Uh, Paul Kimball says, can you really own something that was given away? I should say, I possess a copy that was acquired in a legal manner. I should, uh, I should say that. I, I, I possess a current and legitimate license to read the words, I guess is the, the proper ebook digital media way of, uh, of, of saying it. However, I do own a microphone, which is, which is nice. Okay. I think to finish up what I'm going to show you, this was in a link sent to me by a listener, um, in December, the Janos people or Janos people, remember that a space barbecue, very suburban, the family was interviewed on ATV, which was one of the um, one of the independent sort of privately um, commercial private commercial channels in Britain. And this listener pointed me to a video clip on an archive site, and I am presenting it here. It's it's just three minutes long, so we'll close out with this, and then I'll come back and say goodbye to all of you. But um, this is, and you can watch my reactions as we watch this. But this is. This is pretty interesting. These are the actual people who supposedly met the Janos people. It was late on the night of June the 19th, 1978, and the Mann family, mum, dad, their two young daughters and an aunt, were driving along this lonely Oxfordshire road near Farringdon when they pulled up and got out to look at a strange light in the sky. John Mann, a self-employed builder who never used to believe in UFOs, told me what happened next. Well, I got out of the car and was about to walk towards this um, flying saucer that we saw up close. And Gloria, my wife, panicked and told me to get back into the car, which I did. And we drove off, but apparently 
we found out later that the flying saucer then came out into the road and stopped the car when the whole family got out and we were surrounded by a, a mist of light and floated up into the flying saucer. We were given a very brief medical examination and then shown around their ship um, and where we were allowed to ask questions. Uh, later, the flying saucer moved to further down the road, approximately about a mile, where we were dropped and put back down and our car was there waiting for us. Were you able to find out much about them, about what they were doing, why they were here? Well, they told us they were here because their own planet had been destroyed and they are now looking for another planet where they can live. What did they look like, these people from Janos? Um, well, the women were about my height, um, very fair, quite attractive, some of them. And the men were about John's height, probably taller. And they were very fair as well, very fair actually. And they spoke English? They spoke English to us, yes. When they spoke to each other, they spoke another tongue. <laughs> what about the spaceship itself, Francis? What was that like? Well, it was very large. Um, we think there's probably four stories. We certainly went up some um, ramps. Um, it was really like being in a submarine, only much larger. Lots of corridors that went round corners. Um, lots of machinery on the walls in the medical room, particularly. And um, not so much in the restaurant. There was just the one machine on the wall there where um, they got drinks and food. Tanya, you were only a little girl at the time. What do you remember of the spaceship? Well, I remember when Mummy had a drink. And she said that my feet are like jelly. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> I was scared. So you were only a very little girl at the time, weren't you? Yes. Natasha, what about you? What do you remember about that flying saucer well, and the people on it? First of all, I remembered Zacchaeus, this lady. She was looking after me and she took me into this room where I saw pictures. Well, these are some drawings that you made about what happened. What do they show? What's on well, that first, first one? Well, first of all, this was when Dad stopped the car and we looked at the flying saucer. This is Zacchaeus and she looked after me um, on the flying saucer and she showed me the pictures. I must ask you this though, aren't you going to make a lot of money out of this? Proceeds from the sales of your book? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean if there's anything to be made I wouldn't have, we'll have slightest bet. But, um... Do any of you now have any doubt at all that it really happened? No, None whatsoever. We <laughs> didn't see a UFO. We saw a flying saucer up yeah, close. Yeah. Angles. <laughs> All right. We're fading out. All right. Um, I like how I can sort of show videos in here. That's and and that little bit of merchandising at the end where they show the book reminds me that before we go, I should probably tell you all that I have a new book out. Uh, conspiracy and Triumph, Theories of a Victorious Future for the Faithful, which is about positive conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories with happy endings, where we're not all hauled off to um, a FEMA camp because we're, you know, right-thinking, patriotic, whatever country we live in people, but rather that once once the conspiracy is is complete, once the conspiracy is, is – once the bad guys are gone, the good guys are going to win, which isn't how a lot of conspiracy theories go. So um, I look at the Nasara financial scam. I look at QAnon 
and I started working on this before QAnon ended up being nearly what it was when it was sort of like a weird little corner of 4chan and then it sort of blew up and I was by that point I was sort of on the hook to write about QAnon so I'm not happy about it but um, from the UFO alien flying saucer point of view I've got uh, a section on exopolitics particularly Richard Boylan and Stephen Greer and Michael Sala especially um, especially Greer's earlier stuff, like in the episode we covered, um, and uh, how Michael Sala and some of his ilk have sort of drifted into uh, some of those more political conspiracy areas. So um, this one was so exhausting to write that it probably will be my last book. I'm, I'm hoping so. But because uh, it's hard, man. It's hard writing a book. But um, – that's out there now. You can um, go to Amazon and find it. Um, I think the ebook is thirteen bucks. I did not set the price um, because I didn't publish it. So the publisher set the price, but it's it's for an academic press. It's it's uh, it's it's a good price. So anyway, commercial over. Um, thanks for uh, thanks for watching and thanks for supporting the show throughout twenty twenty one all the way back to twenty. 18, 20, 2017, I can't remember. It's been four or five years. It, four years? I I can't remember. Anyway, it's been a while. Um, so thanks for supporting the show. Thanks for supporting Great Lakes Lore and uh, our, you know, our new endeavor over there. Um, there's more stuff coming from us this year. It's, uh, it's going to be fun. So thanks a lot. Thanks for the comments and questions. And I will return at some point. Bye-bye.